At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare this is the denver city cast with holden kushner presented by bet rivers it is Holden from VEASAN. It is the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers, and it is a big show. The Nuggets with a monster win last night. Discuss that in just a minute. Plus, they're headed into the All-Star break. Some of my thoughts on that. We have the Avalanche winners in Vegas. Mark Springer, my Avs insider. He's with Altitude 92.5, does the post-game show over there. Talk to him about the Avalanche victory. So a great night in Denver sports. It was wonderful. Plus... Two college hoops games tonight with local teams, the Rams visiting New Mexico and the Buffs take on Cal out in Berkeley. But let's get right into this with the Nuggets. What a win last night. I told you the gameplay there, we don't or I don't bet pregame sides or totals in the NBA. Told you to look at it for an eight or an eight and a half. And if you were there in the third quarter, that thing ballooned up to double digits. Got in at nine for myself and it worked out really well. Uh, Monte Morris, whoo, it was spectacular. A big three-pointer from Nikola Jokic at the buzzer, and Morris got it off just in time. As a matter of fact, great game for Morris here. He had a long rebound and a transition bucket to give the Nuggets their first lead. It was with 14 seconds left, so that was great. Great play by Morris there. Steph comes down, three-point play, traditional three-point play, and then the Joker does it again. Joker, Joker, <laughs> Joker to Morris for the win. And it was a no-look pass, by the way, from Jokic. It's, it's just amazing what this guy is doing. And after the game, it was Steph Curry says, look, I, I took the bait. I took the bait. I made a dumb read because he was supposed to be on Morris at that time. So Steph Curry really blew it there. He's a step late. He said he thought the clock ran down enough to where the only opportunity for Jokic was to shoot a game-tying two. Again, the no-look pass. And then Curry said, I realized where I was. I tried to make a play, and it didn't work out. And Monte made a clutch basket, and I gave it to him. The last thing you could do in that situation is give up a three, and I did that. Hell yes, he did. And that has to do with Nikola Jokic. Again, guy has the ball in his hands. Everybody's thinking he's going to take the shot. Curry comes over and doubles, and a no-look pass, and Morris wins the game. It was just spectacular. Not only, there was a couple other things, too, to mention about that. Uh, Looney missed four late free throws, so that was big as well. And I thought the quote of the night came from Morris, okay? And Morris was talking about his mom. He goes, my mom, she's a coach. She'll always text me like, y'all need to help Nicola 
and his mom prefers calling Jokic Big Honey. So y'all need to help Big Honey. And last night, they helped Big Money. The Nuggets had trailed by 16 points in this game. And then Jokic, again, look at this, 35-17-8. Now, the Holden's Denver CityCast special, triple-double, was bumped up to plus 185. He missed that by two assists last night. That was rough. And I do want to mention something about those City Cast specials. I think those are bets that, A, you already think have a good shot to land. Like, if you're going out and saying, today I'm going to bet Nikola Jokic, well, Wednesdays, check it out on Bet Rivers because in all likelihood, well, we are going to have a Nuggets uh, boost, a Nuggets special anytime the Nuggets are playing on Wednesday. So those are more, if you're already interested in the bet, well, why don't you come over to Bet Rivers and hit it that way? So that's important. Okay, few other things to discuss here with the game itself, and then we can look at the Nuggets at the break. The Nuggets had 12 turnovers in the first half, and they turned it over three straight times in the third, and I'm saying to myself, my God, how are the Nuggets going to stay in this thing? To me, they were teetering on the brink of just getting completely blown out. Again, a 16-point deficit in this game. They were down 10 with seven minutes to play, and it was a big one. Jokic hit Morris for three, and that really got things going. Bryn Forbes, let's talk about him for a second. He was the zone destroyer last night. Warriors played zone. Forbes would drive to the bucket and finish. He hit threes. He went four of seven behind the arc on eight of 12 shooting, 22 points there. And I think it's important to bring up the bench. The starters were actually in minus territory last night. The bench was plus 13, plus 13 for the bench. So the bench is starting to play better. Bones Highland, Bryn Forbes, maybe if Murray or MPJ come back, they can move Morris to the bench. Or maybe Murray comes off the bench early on. I'm not sure how they're going to handle that. But boy, was that nice to see the bench is starting to play better basketball. And the last note from last night's game, after the game, Bones Highland learned that he's a injury replacement for the NBA Rising Stars game All-Star Weekend. So 46 games for the Nuggets. He's looked pretty damn good uh, in his 36 minutes per off the bench. 17 and a half points, five and a half rebounds, four assists. That is in 36 minutes per 36 minutes. So a great win for the Nuggets, an important win for the Nuggets, as they sit here in sixth place, just a game and a half ahead of Minnesota. Seventh place, don't forget about this, seventh place means they'd have to play a play-in game. So they're just a game and a half ahead of Minnesota. That's how important all these games are right now. And it just shows you how great Jokic is, the fact that this team is in sixth place. Without Jokic, they'd probably be the worst team in the West. And maybe worse than the Pistons, as far as the worst team in the NBA altogether. But some things I like heading into the break here. They're just a game behind Dallas for fifth place, and they're three games behind the Jazz for the division lead. I think the Jazz getting healthier now, that's going to be tough to catch them. But fifth place behind Dallas, I think um, they're just a game behind. I think they can catch Dallas when it's all said and done. Jokic is the MVP at, at the break. Sure. The East Coast, they'll all say it's Joel Embiid. Anybody that stays up late enough to watch West Coast basketball or Mountain Time basketball, you all know it. It's Jokic. There was a straw poll in ESPN, and I'm going to discuss this at length tomorrow. But there was a poll at ESPN, and that poll ended up saying what? 
that Joel Embiid is the MVP according to, what was it, two writers in every NBA market. For every NBA team, they're going to have two writers vote. And Embiid beat Jokic in this straw poll. The problem was five voters didn't even have Jokic in the top five. Like, what the hell are we doing here? What are we doing when you don't think Nikola Jokic isn't in the top five? I'll give you a pass if you don't think he's the MVP because there's at least arguments to be made for Joel Embiid. But to not have him in the top two, absolutely inexcusable. So the straw poll, you can take it and you can wipe stuff with it. Absolute garbage. All right, more to talk about here at the break. The bench coming together, like I said, plus 13 last night. So you've got Cousins. They're undefeated with Cousins. Green, Highland, Forbes, even Rivers. May I say he's been playing some decent basketball from time to time. Uh, Murray or MPJ or both, they return. Morris could go back to the bench. They're going to be deeper. I think that bench only has the arrows pointing up. And I don't think they could have played much worse than they did as a whole in the first 58 games of the season. They're eight games above 500, by the way, in these first 58 games of the season. And I'm going to give them a a B+. Nuggets get a B plus for just being over 500 at this point at the break. 58 games, B plus. They had the injuries. Well, Murray hasn't played this year. MPJ has missed most of the season. Although it was interesting after the cell or during the celebration last night after Morris hit the shot, MPJ was out there jumping around in the scrum. Hmm. hmm. So you got that. Maybe that's good news. Uh, no, Jamichael. No Jermichael. Defense has improved. They're up to 14th in defensive rating, so that's coming along. We found that Bones Highland could contribute big time in his rookie season. Great trade for Bryn Forbes. Cousins, you know, again, Michael Malone loves the guy, and they haven't lost with him. Uh, that's bound to change, and I don't think it's only because of him, but anytime you can get Nicola a couple extra minutes on the bench, that's great. Offensively, this team spurred on by the MVP. They're eighth in offensive rating. And they're projected to have the easiest schedule in the NBA coming up in March. So again, easier schedule, chance to beat lower teams, lower tier teams. Maybe, just maybe. You know, get up to that five spot, see if you could pass the Jazz in the division as well. So ultimately, my final thought on this, the team is playoff bound. The only question at this point is seeding. The front range four. The four top sports stories in the front range, in the Denver area, coming up next. I've got the Avs, I've got CSU basketball, i got Colorado basketball, and then just a little talk about Aaron Rodgers. And before the end of the show, Mark Springer does post-games between the pipes. He does post-game for the Colorado Avalanche on altitude. He's going to join me to recap last night's victory. But the front range four is next on the Denver CityCast, presented by Bet Rivers. Being a homer has its perks at Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Every day, Bet Rivers offers a special hometown discount on parlays involving local teams. To get your hometown discount, just open the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app and check the daily specials to place your bet on a unique parlay with hometown teams and players. Then root, root, root for the home team and win together. Bet today on the Bet Rivers Sportsbook app. Or go to BetRivers.com. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. For more real-time relevant sports betting news and information, listen to VEASAN in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. VEASAN 
the sports betting network is on the air in Denver. Listen to relevant real-time sports betting news and information on Denver's Altitude Sports 950. Follow the money, a numbers game, Lombardi line, my guys in the desert, the nightcap, and much, much more from VEASAN, the sports betting network on the air in Denver on Altitude Sports 950. Welcome back to the Denver City Cast, presented by Bent Rivers. Holden Kushner with you. Front range for the four biggest stories in Denver sports. Now, I will say this. The Nuggets are the biggest story. So I opened up the show with them, gave them all the headlines. We'll get to the four other biggest stories around here. And the first one's got to be the Avalanche. Again, Mark Springer, post game for the Avs. He's going to join me in a few minutes. We'll get much deeper into this. But Gabe Landeskog with a big goal early in the third period for the first goal of the game. one nothing abs at the time. Darcy Kemper was spectacular again. 29 saves. 2 nothing abs at Vegas. They got the win on the road. They were tied with no score after two periods. And there was something cool on Bet Rivers. They tweeted it out today. So scoreless after two. During the intermission headed into the third, somebody placed a $50 live bet on Colorado to win specifically 2 to nothing at plus 7,500. So 75 to one on a $50 bet, $3,800 at Bet Rivers. The guy won $3,800. Ab scored two times in the third. That was spectacular. And since December 6th, I mean, it's always talking about this team. They're just so great. They really are. They have been the best team in the league since the first week of December. They're 23, two and two. 23 wins, two losses, two ties. Start of a three-game roadie coming up. You've got uh, the Saturday game, 11 in the morning our time at Buffalo. So that's story number one on the front range four. Story number two, CSU, Rams basketball. They visit New Mexico tonight. Here's the lines. Rams minus seven and a half, total 153. So Colorado State playing some good basketball. They've won four in a row. They've covered three in a row. And they're coming off that huge win against Boise. I told you, if you had a chance, get in and bet Colorado State to win the Mountain West. You could have gotten in at plus 800 about a week and a little less than a week and a half ago, wasn't it? I think so. Yeah, a little less than a week and a half ago. I said, just go bet it. You know, Colorado State's playing good basketball. They're going to finish strong. And the thing to me that was the most interesting was that they get a chance to play the teams ahead of them. So it was two against Boise. They already beat Boise once. And another one against Wyoming. And then once Wyoming lost at New Mexico, that's going to be a hell of a game. And uh, I, I'm looking forward to the CSU-New Mexico game tonight. But, you know, once that went down, I said to myself, boy, uh, we got a shot at this. So here's today's Mountain West Conference standings. Boise still the favorite, plus 125. Wyoming, plus 150. And CSU went all the way from plus 800 to plus 350. Those are the numbers there on Bet Rivers. So let's get into this game tonight. New Mexico, whoo, they, they played Colorado State hard back in January, January 19th. Um, it was a 12.5 point favorite. Uh, CSU was a 12.5 point favorite. And they won that game just 80 to 74. So a close game there. CSU, third in the conference, talked about that 10 and three record, just a half game behind Wyoming and Boise State. Win tonight and a win at UNLV on Saturday, and CSU is going to be in the top 25. 
They were 28th headed into this week, so third most other votes. They win this game tonight. They beat UNLV two games that they should win, especially against UNLV. They should be really upset about that loss. They're going to be in the top 25 next week. You know about David Roddy, 6'6 junior, 19 points, 7.5 rebounds. Isaiah Stevens, junior, 15.5 points, 5 assists per game. It's And then you look back at that game, that first game there, Roddy had 21, 7, and 6, and Stevens had 16 points. So again, tonight we're going to be looking for these two guys to really carry the torch for the Rams. New Mexico's coming off a shocking win, 75-66 against Wyoming a couple of nights ago. I told you that. Uh, they have a couple, actually three really good guards. Jamal Mashburn Jr., yes, the son of Jamal Mashburn, 18 points per game. Jalen House, K.J. Jenkins. So they've got a lot going on there. Uh, those three scored 48 points um, against Colorado State in the first meeting. For New Mexico, 5-0-1 against the spread in the last six at home. CSU's last four games have been close. Overtime loss at Wyoming. They won by one, by 10, by five, by three. I do think the Rams win this game. I do not think they cover. Official show play here, New Mexico, plus seven and a half. I would not lay like minus 240, 275, 300. Who knows where the hell the money line is going to go. I would not lay the money line with the Rams. It's just not a good number. Long-term, you're not going to make money. It's not good EV. But again, I think New Mexico keeps it close. So let's root for CSU. Uh, but not to win by too much. Just go win by like two. That would be nice. Colorado and Cal. That's the next one we're going to discuss here. Only meeting between these two teams this season. The spread is one and a half. The total is 129 and a half. Now CU is up to 93rd in Kempom. They have been playing some good basketball here on a little uh, uh, three-game stretch. I like it. New Mexico is horrible. Defensively, they are 236th out of 358 Division I teams that side of the ball. And it's a big stretch here. You know, I've counted Colorado out multiple times for the NCAA tournament. I still don't think they make it. They're still an NIT team to me, but they're 16-9, and nine, and they're 8-7 and seven in the Pac-12, okay? And they went out, and they just destroyed Oregon State 90-64. to 24-15 from Jabari Walker. The guy's a stud, four straight double-doubles. And the Buffs have won three straight games. They have been mercurial. Mercurial. They have been tough to figure out. You know, they'll go out there. They'll play UCLA tight. They'll play USC tight. Then they go out and they lose some bad games. Then, these last three games, they've looked good. Uh, Cal is not a good basketball team, by the way. As this game will be in Berkeley. They're 11-15, 4-11 in the conference. But they are playing better basketball here. Uh, they beat the Ducks. They beat Oregon by 15 points. They're a 14 and a half point underdog. They went out and beat Oregon fifth by 15 points in that last game. Uh, Andre Kelly, though, their forward, their star forward, he's out with a knee injury. Uh, not good. That, that, that is not good. So Buffalo's 12 and 0 when scoring at least 66 points. They're four and nine under 66 points. They're a good shooting team. Two plays here. Colorado minus one and a half. Buffs team total over 65 and a half. I can't do a same-game parlay. I can't find same-game parlays in Colorado. So two plays here, Colorado minus one and a half, and the Buffs team total over 65 and a half. And that actually makes us have, what, three show plays today. Last story here on the Front Range 4. We got to talk some Broncos, of course. And I saw something really interesting and a little bit surprising, to be honest with you. So 
there's a lot of books that are shoving out the the numbers, setting the lines for where Aaron Rodgers is going to play next. Okay, so you've got the Broncos, the favorite at some books. Uh, usually it's around four to one if you're looking there. I still think the Packers should be the favorite. The Broncos should not be the favorite. Aaron Rodgers has been playing in Green Bay forever. And I know that Green Bay has not publicly come out and stated that they want him out. He want, they want him back for the next year by saying, we definitely want him here. They've kind of said it in different ways. And I know it's semantics, but semantics really can. If you read through the lines, you can figure out what teams want to do. I wouldn't say often, but quite a bit. Uh, we have not heard any definitive word here that, hey, uh, we want Aaron Rodgers back. Aaron Rodgers has got to be back here. That's what you want to hear if you're Aaron Rodgers. So no question that the Broncos are in the mix, at least, and they should be number two. Here's something fascinating, an offshore book. We don't bet on offshores, but this is a dumb line. Why are the Niners the favorite to land Aaron Rodgers at three to one? That makes absolutely no, set to, no sense to me. And what the argument is, it's close to where he grew up. You know that the Niners have, they drafted, what was it, third last year for Trey Lance? They brought in Trey Lance. And now, what are you going to do? You're going to bring in Aaron Rodgers with Trey Lance looking over his shoulder? It's kind of the same exact situation he had in Green Bay these last couple of years. And I don't see San Francisco giving up on Trey Lance after one year. It's just not going to happen. That's silly to me. Uh, the Buccaneers, they're out there. I mean, they figured out a way to land Tom Brady. Why not? But for me... Two teams, and I would be shocked if he went any, anywhere else. I really would be. Green Bay, Denver. These, to me, are the two destinations for Aaron Rodgers. If there's other reports, like the cockamamie one from Tennessee with the Titans that I told you was garbage, if there's anything coming out of San Francisco, I'm not buying that either. The Buccaneers, fine, they can be in there. I'm not buying it. And the fact that if you could get like 30 to one on Rodgers going back to Green Bay, that'd be a great bet. I'll set the lines. You know what? I'll set the lines for Aaron Rodgers and the next team that he plays for. I'll do that tomorrow. That'll be fun. All right, that's the front range four. So we got a lot of bets there. Mark Springer, he does the post game between the pipes for the Avalanche on altitude 92.5. Let's talk with him about that great win at Vegas last night. A little rivalry game. I know he was on the money line. Yeah, let's talk to Springer about that. Maybe bring up the Nuggets one or two times as well. That's next on the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. Bet Rivers Sportsbook wants you to be in control of your football bets. That's why players love the same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Same game parlays let you mix and match player props and game bets and gives a payout boost to the winning combinations you want to root for. Combine two bets or combine many. You pick your confidence level and then watch the game unfold. Bet on same game parlays at Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app or go to betrivers.com today. Must be 21 and located in Colorado. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 522 4700. Let's put a bow on the Denver City Cast presented by Bet Rivers. Back in action once again, Mark Springer between the pipes, the Avs post game show on Altitude 92.5. I'm sure you had a good show last night, didn't you, Springer? After that 2 0 win in Vegas. The man who told me to bet the money line, but. The number was just not good by the time I got there. Congratulations on the win and the betting win. The number wasn't good enough, Holden. What was it for you? Minus 131? Yeah, I don't like that. Oh, yeah. my. My, my threshold's like, 
130 or so. I didn't feel confident enough that they were going to win to lay a 131. Like, if you give me maybe a 110 on the road in a rivalry game, I probably would have done it. But you know what? You pulled the trigger at 120. Congratulations. Yeah, well, the reason I did it was because the Avs were coming off of a 4-1 loss at home to the Dallas Stars. It was their first home regulation loss since, like, October. It was their mm -hmm. first regulation loss overall since uh, mid-December when the Avs had a bunch of dudes uh, go on the COVID list 20 minutes before game time. That was the only way the Avs were losing in regulation was stuff like that or going back to early in the season when they were just kind of feeling themselves out a little bit. Uh, but even though they lost 4-1 to one to the Stars, they put 47 shots on goal. And Jake Ottinger, the young Stars goalie, was really good that night. So it was also a second night of a back-to-back -back for the Avs last night. And I just thought that a lot of people were going to look at that 4-1 loss to the Stars and say, oh, the Avs just lost by three at home. And now they got to play on the Sega Baba uh, against Jack Eichel's debut in the Vegas Golden Knights, but the Knights didn't have their top goaltender in Robin Leonard, and who knew how Jack Eichel was going to fit in in his first game, you know, playing in the NHL in over a year or so. So, you know, I just felt like a lot of people were going to be baited into the Knights last night, and uh, really the story was Darcy Kemper. He was tremendous, the Avs goaltender last night. Saved all 29 shots, uh, third shutout of the season. He looked like Bubble Darcy, for Darcy Kemper from back in the bubble in 2020. He was fantastic against the Avs and a losing effort uh, in a series against the Avs. But uh, we saw how high of a level Darcy can play at back then, and he achieved that level last night. Do you remember, because the last time we talked, I think, was what, before the break, that Kale McCarr to win the Norris Trophy. Do you remember what that number was? Was it in, it had to have been in plus territory, right? Because yeah, he's yeah, minus one hundred six now. Plus one fifty, maybe a little lower, but about plus one fifty. Minus one hundred six today. Yeah. So yeah. he did a nice job. I, I don't think it was it, funny last night. The TNT yeah. guys, I think it was John Forslund, the the play by play. He said that Kale McCarr will be in consideration for the Norris, and I was like, consideration, uh, bro. If he stays healthy, he's the only consideration. He's the only consideration. I mean, this team really is rolling. A lot of fun to watch. To win the Stanley Cup, they're down to plus 475 as well. So, uh, And the Golden Knights are second at plus 700. So that's just how big that win was last night, Mark. Like, just talk about that. Like, I get it. It's a regular season victory. But to go down there and do that to your rival and the team that is the second favorite to win the Cup, monster win. Yeah, I mean, I totally understand why the Avs are the favorite. They're an awesome, fun team, top to bottom. And if they're going to get goaltending like they got from Darcy, and, you know, Francois uh, is still playing at a pretty solid level, so they got the good tandem there. As far as the win against a rival in Vegas last night, the team that beat them in the second round of the playoffs last year, uh, I mean, it was when the Avs went to Vegas for games three and four of that series that they just got blitzed. I mean, Vegas brought it to them. And the Avs just really didn't skate at the level that they needed to. They did not respond with the energy that they needed to against Vegas. So to go into their building last night on national TV, all eyes were on the Golden Knights with the debut of Jack Eichel for them to get a shutout and win 2 nothing, and, and really kind of cruise in that third period once they got the early goal 
from Gabe Landeskog. You, you could really feel the energy kind of uh, come out of the T-Mobile arena last night. But, um, you know, it was Jack Eichel's debut. First time he's played with these guys. He played 17 and a half minutes. He only had one shot on goal. He was a minus one. So he's he's got to get his skates under him again. He's got to get back into rhythm. It was uh, kind of a fool's errand to think that he was just going to step right in and get a hat trick or anything even close to that last night, that he would just look like the Eichel of old. That's going to take some time. He's got to learn, uh, you know, the the, the, the chemistry uh, where his teammates are going to be, how they like to play. And they also put Mark Stone on long-term IR. Massive coincidence uh, that Stone goes on long-term IR right as Jack Eichel comes back as they needed uh, to save some cap space to have room for Eichel's contract. So you put Stone on long-term IR, you get rid of that contract until the playoffs. That's a nice little coincidence right there. Uh, but my point is, look, uh, the Knights also didn't have their top goaltender, Robin Leonard. He's got a, a, a torn labrum, and it's an upper body injury. I don't know how long he's going to be out. Uh, but the Knights did put a lot of high-danger chances on Kemper last night. He just had the answer. So, you know, I'm interested to see what this matchup looks like again in the playoffs when the Knights, you know, are more in a rhythm with Eichel and Stone is back and maybe they have a better goaltending situation. So it was a nice win for the Avs to just, you know, show that they can do it, that they can go into Vegas. But there were some things working against Vegas last night, so I'm not going to look at that game and say, oh, the Avs figured out the Knights. Now, they certainly made some progress on it, but that is definitely going to be the big matchup in the playoffs. The Knights are the Avs' biggest competition but Calgary's playing really well right now. They just traded for Tyler Toffoli and dominated the Islanders and um, the Ducks last night on on two nights and uh, two games and two nights. So Calgary's clicking. The Wild are playing well. The Blues are still tough. So it's still a tough road in the West. But uh, yeah, the Avs, you know, they they showed some progress uh, beating Vegas in their building last night. Yeah, there's no question. Uh, Kemper again. Like the goaltending has just been solid. How confident in the goaltending? Out of a scale of one to ten, how great do you feel about the goaltending once this thing gets to the the, the meaningful games in the playoffs? You know, some people might go lower than this, but I I, I feel I'm about an eight or a, or a nine. nine, really more like a nine. I am. Uh, you know, a couple a month or two ago, I was kind of you know cheerleading for trading from Mark andre Fleury and I actually saw a report that maybe he wants to stay in Chicago he's one of those players that lo- doesn't like to move when he's in a city and he gets comfortable there even though he hasn't been in Chicago long you know this is he was very disappointed when the Knights let him go he he likes to stay where he's comfortable and that's fine because Darcy Kemper when he's right, I mean, he's as good as anyone in the West. The West is where I think the goaltending is a little weaker and it's a little stronger in the East. Obviously, you got Andre Vasilevsky in the East. Igor Shosturkin with the Rangers is having a really good season. He might win the Vesna Here in the West, you see Soros of the Predators might be the best goaltender. And Nashville's had a surprisingly good season, but they don't really have the punch where you you take them seriously as a legitimate uh, threat. Uh, Jordan Bennington obviously won a cup with the Blues a few years ago, but he's not playing quite at that level. So I think if Darcy's playing at his top level, like we saw last night, I think the, mat- the Avs matchup goaltending-wise with any team in the West. So 
I mean, we'll see. I think it's going to be more about acquiring a Claude Giroux or a Joe Pavelski from these stars should they become sellers. I think the Avs and the fans right now are kind of turning towards, okay, what forward can we bring in to add maybe a little more scoring punch? Because, yeah, nice 2 nothing shutout win last night. But they only scored two goals on Laurent Brassois, who is the Knights' backup, an admirable backup. But you'd like to see more than two goals uh, last night. We're sitting here talking about the offense, really. We're yes. talking about the offense with McKinnon, what Kadri's doing, Miko the Frico, all these guys. You're telling me they need more offense heading into the trade deadline? They don't need more offense, but if Sackick's going to go make a move, I think that's the move to make. Let's go for it. Let's go all in. Let's stack this offensive lineup. Uh, let's make that third line a beast because, you know, Landeskog slash McKinnon, that's your first line center. Uh, Kadri's your second line center. If freaking Claude Giroux or Joe Pavelski is your third line center, I like JT Comfort. I like Tyson Joes, but man, that makes your offense way more intimidating if that's your third line center. Mm, that's some sexy stuff there. I want to let you know this. Last night, was it you that bet the $50 live bet on the Avs to win 2 nothing during the uh, the intermission? That was not the me. That's not third? my strategy right there, Holden. I, 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 I never predict you. scores right. I never do it. Yeah, this guy at 75 to 1 put 50 bucks down, won 3,800 last night. It's not mm. a bad shot. And, and I remember seeing that line, too, because I'm flipping through it going, hmm, no, that's not the type of bet I want. That's not. What do we got, a three-game roadie coming up? What are you expecting here? Saturday uh, at Buffalo. Yeah, Saturday Excuse at me. Buffalo. So, uh, you know, Buffalo is Buffalo. They're still one of the weaker teams in the league. But, they, you know, they were the ones who traded Jack Eichel to the Golden Knights, and they got Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs in that deal. Alex Tuck is a solid uh, veteran, though he's really not that old. Uh, you know, he was instrumental for a lot of those big Vegas Golden Knight playoff wins. He, he he steps up in the clutch, so they got him now. Krebs is a nice young player. They have some other decent young talent. That being said, though, I mean, this is another one of those games where if the Avs play uh, at the top of their level, they should win easily. It's a Monday morning game, so maybe their their clock is thrown off, but you know, that, that, that's going to be a real miracle uh, if the Sabres are able to pull that one off. And then, yeah, I think they got three more on the road. I mean, you look at the Central Division standings. The Avs are about 10 points clear of the Minnesota Wild, who do have a couple games in hand. Uh, obviously, the Avs don't want to just go into cruise control here, but they have certainly taken control of the Central and the West, for that matter. So... You know, go take care of business against Buffalo. I think uh, Boston and Detroit are on that road trip, and there's somebody else I'm forgetting. But, you know, you go three out of four on that road trip, and, and you know, that's about what they should do. They could easily win all four. Mm, like to see, I like to hear that. like to hear that from you. Uh, last but not least, the Nuggets last night. I mean, you get an abs win, and then you get Monte Morris hitting the three. We're at the all-star break now for the Nuggets. How are you feeling about these guys? Because the arrow is pointing up, and I'm thinking, you know, grab the five seed, stay out of the play-in game, and uh, I, I'm I'm buying on the Nuggets right now. Yeah, it's funny because the Nuggets, you know, as also a lifelong Nuggets guy, I know the Nug life. And a couple weeks ago, it was a Friday night game at home against the Pelicans, and and the Pelicans are playing better right now. Like Brandon Ingram's back, and and you know they traded for McCollum, but that was after. Uh, a game that they had in Denver, and the Nuggets were pretty solid favorites, and I bet the Nuggets to win, and they lost to the Pelicans, and I'm sitting here thinking, same old Nuggets, 
Same old Nuggets playing down to the competition. Uh, this team really needs Jamal Murray or, and or Michael Porter Jr. back to be any sort of a threat. And then I guess I reverse jinx them because then they <laughs> beat the Nets at home. They beat the Knicks at home. They put up a ton of points against both of them. They go to Boston. They play really well. We just saw how the MVP favorite Joel Embiid played against the Celtics. They lost by about 50. Uh, Jokic and the Nuggets, were, but they brought it right down to the wire. Then they go to a red-hot Toronto team and win. So, I mean, this team was clicking. And I looked at this Warriors game last night, and the Warriors uh, had lost – I think three out of their last four coming into that game. And their one win was a two point win over the very average Lakers. So I looked at this game and I was like, dude, the Nuggets actually, I know they were about six point dogs, but that's because they're in Golden State playing Steph Curry. They can easily win this game. Uh, I wasn't necessarily expecting it to be in the fashion that they did, but you look at the numbers from that game. Jokic, man, uh, he had like, 30 and 17 midway through the fourth quarter and the no look pass to Monte Morris. I mean, Monte has improved his three point shooting tremendously from when he was a rookie. Uh, but Jokic is just seeing the floor at a completely different level right now. Joel Embiid's a great player, but come on, Nikola Jokic has got to be back to back MVP. And I was kind of resisting it, but over this past couple of weeks, even I got to admit, as a local who was kind of resisting back to back Jokic MVPs, yeah. I can't deny it. He's, he's the MVP. Sitting on that plus 650, plus 600. So I hope you're right, man. And there was a straw poll that came out from ESPN. Embiid is the favorite to win. Five guys did not vote Jokic in the top five. So I'm kind of throwing that straw poll out. Like, how do you not uh, vote Nikola Jokic them. top five? They're not good writers. Fire them. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of people that do dumb things. And uh, I don't know what the <laughs> issue is with Nikola Jokic. Maybe they just don't watch or maybe they absolutely hate uh, analytics. But... That's one of the problems. All right, buddy. Uh, great to see you again. Plug everything you're doing. Let's hear that, and then we'll get you out of here. Yeah, pretty much just between the pipes, the Avs postgame show after every Avs game. So this Saturday we'll be on. Uh, you know, it's an 11 a.m. Mountain Puck drop. So we'll be on around 3 o'clock, something like 2, 3 o'clock, somewhere in that window. Uh, we do a segment holding called Bet the Pipes. I got three NHL picks for you tonight. The Maple Leafs money line, the Blue Jackets plus underdog money line, and the Canucks about their road pick them. Uh, those are my three picks tonight for the for your listeners. These are good picks, Holden. Maple Leafs, Blue Jackets, Canucks. Got it? Toronto, Columbus, and who was the last one again? Vancouver, Vancouver? Right, at the Seattle Kraken. Doing a three-game money line parlay. Is it th parlay them, bet them individually, do as you like. I love those three picks. Okay. You got it. Thanks, buddy. Mark Springer, Altitude 92.5. Thanks so much for hanging out with me. Thanks to our, our listeners as well. Follow me on Twitter, at Holden Radio. I'll be back with another show tomorrow. Uh, we'll get into the NBA All-Star break. We'll talk some more abs. We'll recap the CSU and Colorado basketball bets. We'll have bets coming up for the weekend as well. Again, thanks for checking out the Denver CityCast presented by Bet Rivers. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 
I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.